everybody to Unplug Church Edition Season 2. This is our first episode of the season and we are so excited to share who we are on this episode. We have my favorite co-host, Elder Stacy Whitehead, and she has allowed me to just kind of investigate, ask some questions, interview her journey. She has a lot of things that she can share and not that she is going to portray everyone needs to come and be like me, but I know you have a testimony. I know you have an inspirational story and I feel that someone needs to hear that right now. This is your day. This is your season. So elder, not to hold up any prolong or anything, Tell me a little bit like where you're from, your marriage, your children, just a little intro of who you are. Okay, I am Elder Stacy Whitehead. Um, I was born and raised in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I am a wife okay. of 28 years whoop, whoop. and a mother of four beautiful, amazing adult children. Mm-hmm. And I have four grandchildren oh, as well. Four and four. Yep, All right. Yep, yep. That's three, beautiful. Three boys and one girl. Awesome. Yes. And then I have t- my daughter, two daughters and two sons. That oh, makes up our family. That, that's beautiful. That's a good, that's a good number. That's a, that's a good number when everyone comes together. <laughs> so elder you have your elder how now when did you do you remember when you first got saved do you remember that experience oh yes I'll never forget it I uh, was about 23 years old I do believe um and it was November the 4th 1994 I do believe right. yes November the 4th and I went to church I was invited mm-hmm. to church by my sister-in-law mm-hmm. um she had my daughters singing mm-hmm. um whatnot and um the, the gentleman preached and after that he you know he didn't give me opportunity or give me a choice to come oh. up to the altar he said you get up here and I'm like me he's like yeah you and when I went up to the altar, wow. he, whatever happened, happened. And um, all I know is God radically saved me what? that day. And um, I've never, I've never been the same since. Okay, so you were sitting in the audience and watched just in the service. In the congregation. Now, you've been to church before. It wasn't like you'd never been or anything like that, right? right? You, you, you was a church goer, I guess you no, could no, say. No, or, no, no, no. Oh, you were all. just... No, it wasn't a church. You know, as a kid, me and my friends uh-huh. um, that I grew up with, we would go to church, but we were bad kids. We were just going there. Something to do on Sunday. We okay. would go and act up sometime and just leave. <laughs> For whatever reason, I wasn't acting up, but they were acting up. But you know me, you know, you're you're guilty with the bunch. That's true. But at any rate, I went to, you know, maybe a church service or two. I know I went with my grandmother mm-hmm. when I was about to get married. Okay. And um, so she wanted me to come to her church and get married at her church, oh. rest her soul. Um but I was I wasn't into church. Right. Um, and then, you know, my husband, he uh, tried. He was saved before I was. OK. And he would have me to, you know, read scriptures and he Go would pray ahead. with me and everything That's like awesome. that. Um, then he would tell me to read scriptures. And I'm like, OK, mm-hmm. I would never read those scriptures. I'm like, just wasn't there yet. Had yes. no clue who God was. Wow. You know, I knew that there was a God. Right. But I didn't, you know, I wasn't seeking, that relationship. With right. I wasn't okay. seeking a relationship with God and awesome. didn't desire one at the my time. God. But my God. several years later, by God's grace so and mercy. You were in the service. He said, you, it's your day. It's your moment. Come on up. And you willfully got up. You know, that's awesome. Even the fact that you opened yourself at that moment. Mm-hmm. That was good. So you. Got saved, filled with the Holy Ghost, sounds like it was fire back. You were on the fire because you said 
never looked back, never mm-hmm. had like, Lord, why did I do this? I don't know what's going on. So you're saved. And was it difficult now that you were, because that's young, mm-hmm. early 20s. Mm-hmm. Was it challenging to have people that knew the former Stacey <laughs> hanging out with people acting up in church? Now you're in church and you're like, Mm-mm, God did something, an experience that I never forget. Right. What was that like with, and I know that you sh- we say we shouldn't have like peer pressure at a grown, but there are adults that still have friends that try to pull you mm-hmm. back. Did right. you ever experience that part? Uh, funny enough, I experienced that that same night and it was somebody that was much older mm. than I, and I'm not going to mention who that person right. was. Right. Actually, she was... Um, trying to hold me back from even going up there to get prayer wow um but you know unless you ever experience somebody like you standing there Mm -hmm. and you Mm -hmm. feeling something nudging you and somebody's Mm -hmm. actually telling you to come and you're like you know you want to go but you don't want to go and you're not really thinking that they're talking about you anyway Mm -hmm. um but i guess the individual knew that they were for some reason and it was like they were trying to hold me back but really yeah i mean like how would i try to be like don't go right literally She was just like this. So, but by the grace of God, you know, God always has his way. And there was some women in the church. They Mm. just came and they got The mothers grabbed you, didn't they? They They took over. They took over. And the spirit moved. And now that I know that that was the spirit back then, I didn't know it was the spirit. But the spirit moved. um, And thanks be unto the Lord. I'm still saved to this day. Praise God. That is, that's good. That's, that could preach. Because you could feel that nudge mm-hmm. you could feel that but somebody that was close to you tried to hold you back we're not gonna try to be deep and spooky today but that is something that really not can demonic. be yeah because you can feel the that. enemy not wanting me to go because he already I'm knew what saying, god had because he knew what wow and you know and it goes to the fact that sometimes the enemy will use people that's closest to you mm, to try to sure. block you from going to that next that journey that place where god has so now that you're saved and you know, you, you made that breakthrough, that break free, that break them chains. So have you ever felt like, okay, God, I've been saved. I'm reading your word. I'm going to Bible study. I'm attending church faithfully, serving God. But there's another level in this. You know, when you're in Christ, it's growth. You know, the fruit of the spirit, you know, it's one fruit, but it grows. Fruit grows. Mm-hmm. And. As we grow in Christ, mm-hmm. our calling gets deeper and God calls you out even further into the waters. The deep calls upon the deep. So we're, you're, have you felt like, okay, Lord, I'm comfortable where I am with my salvation. And God has tried to say or is saying or have said, Mm-mm, I need you up because you didn't start off as an elder. I'm sure they didn't oh, give you no elder license when you first got saved. So, how was that? Have you ever felt like that before? Or um, yeah, so it was like you say, it was me much learning about God. Mm-hmm. I took right away um, just reading the scriptures, um, just spending a whole lot of time in the Bible. I had a real hunger and a thirst mm-hmm. for God and the knowledge of God. So mm-hmm. I read the scriptures a lot. And on Saturdays, I would literally like just shut myself in mm-hmm. um, and just read the scriptures all day kind of like fast and I just remember being in a closet and just praying and just Mm. laying on the floor before the Mm. Lord and I remember Mm. him calling me on a fast I did not know what a fast was but I followed the leading of the Lord um and I know 
uh, March the 25th, 1995 is when okay. God delivered me from cigarettes. So he okay. delivered me from drinking and smoking okay. weed and partying with uh -huh. my friends because mm -hmm. my um, apartment was the hangout spot. Um, so after that is when the Lord showed me on that day, March the 25th, 1995, when he... Um, I took my last drag of cigarette. <laughs> he literally showed me mm -hmm. in the spirit a woman standing behind a pulpit. But it didn't happen like right away. Right, right. You know, the Lord just kept dealing with me and um, I guess kept maturing me in the yes. things and the knowledge yes. of him. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. And the way that he operates, you know, mm -hmm. through us, his children. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I don't even know. I don't know those dates, but I don't know when I first started ministering. Okay. Because sometimes you actually do and work in the gift before you like, oh my God, this is this is my calling, isn't it? Right. <laughs> you know, so it definitely it's definitely kind of And it was hard. scary. It was very, very scary. Mm -hmm. But so and then people Now what was scary? What were you afraid of? I guess just getting in front of people and ministering okay. and talking before people and um and a lot of women I noticed uh, a lot of women in the church that I was saved and mm -hmm. I was saved in the same church that I was saved in is where I preached my first sermon okay. and okay. I stayed there for uh many years before moving to Delaware I stayed okay. there until I moved to Delaware um but women would come they would have we would have revivals and we would have mm -hmm. uh, women programs um because of my spiritual mother I guess she mm -hmm. was part of a prayer ministry okay um so they will always say, you, are you an evangelist? You're an evangelist. And, you know, people will probably, you know how people prophesy to us all the time. And I'm like, okay, you know, but never, you know, took, you know, thought much about it. And, you know, just was feeling comfortable because I didn't have to get up and speak. I ain't had to respond to your that. comfort zone. Yep. I can go, you can prophesy and I can go sit right back down in my seat. My pew, I ain't like, got to do nothing. <laughs> but, you know, God is good and his Amen. infinite wisdom. He does all things great. He makes no mistakes. Amen. And he brings you out at his appointed time. Yes, yes. So I had said unto the Lord okay Lord if this is when I first started feeling it myself mm -hmm. um, I said okay Lord if this is you and these you know these people continue to prophesy to me and speak into my life mm -hmm. you got to let me know and I said and if so you're going to have to do it through my leader because my leader would know he should know and he would know and so That's lo and behold good. I don't know what happened I don't know how long between I'm me mm -hmm. praying that and then one time we were in service and my um, spiritual dad said um Cause we would have first and second services. I don't, I think we had, I think we had it every Sunday, first and second I service. Believe it, I believe yeah, it. back then. So he said the first service at the end, he mm -hmm. says, um, Stacy, when you come, when we come back to our second service, Stacy, I want you to bring, bring the word. And I was like, what? Me? Like, it's just, and I'm looking around the church and up and the people that were there were looking around like, what is going on here? You want to use her, Lord? <laughs> right. Oh. What is going on? Okay. Yep. So, so at that place, okay, you're at a comfort zone. You're comfortable. And you're serving God, not like you're comfortable in your sin. I mean, you're going to church. You're, you're effective, right? But now that elevation, that calling is now placed upon you or made known mm -hmm. to you mm -hmm. what was that transition like like where did you get the I guess the understanding of the knowledge or the feeling of okay God I have to submit and accept this calling do you remember that part or I know it's been a while but yeah. <laughs> it's been a while um I do know that I left that service went home and prayed um and I remember the Lord giving me I got on my knees mm -hmm. and I'm like Lord um what like you got to tell me some more because I'm missing something. Um, 
But I remember him giving me, leading me to Joshua 1 mm. and 8 and 9. Mm. And he was saying, you know, that to be encouraged, you know, be of good courage, good you courage, know, and yes. um, do not fear for the Lord mm -hmm. thy God will go with you wherever you shall go. Amen. And I'm like, okay, Lord. And so I said, well, now you have to give me what I'm going to preach about, Lord, what I'm going to talk about. So he did. He did. And I didn't have no fear. I didn't, Beautiful. I wasn't fearful at that time. And I remember going back and we were mm -hmm. truly blessed. Whatever the Lord said to me through me, mm -hmm. I can't remember, but we were truly blessed in that mm -hmm. service. And, um, and it's, it's funny that I didn't operate in fear I, at, at that mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. Um, and it wasn't until later, I don't know what happened, you know, maybe what spirit of attack mm -hmm. me or whatever, mm -hmm. what witch or warlock came at me Jesus. that got a hold of me that I didn't know. Um, but at some point down the line, I used to go do a lot of, uh, uh platform services. Okay. I used to do a lot of seven last yeah, words. Yeah. Um, me and a good, um, um, sister of mine, mm -hmm. uh, minister squire. She came to the church mm -hmm. and assisted and, and believe it or not, I was an assistant pastor. I believe that. Yep. I was assistant pastor. Uh -huh. Many people don't know that. And I even pastored. Wow. I even pastored when I when I first came to Delaware, I pastored. Okay. Um, that's something I've never shared with people. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And, and it's funny. I said that I was going to um, share that um, because I had I was going through um, a, a wardrobe of mine and um, I, I, I found this plaque mm. and that they were giving me appreciation service, oh. I guess. And it said Pastor Stacy. And I had to think about that. Like, oh, my God. Wow. Um, and it made me. OK, hold on. Yeah, you even dropped some bombs here. OK, mm -hmm. a lot of people don't know. Assistant pastor and then pastor. So you said during the course, something happened. Life, whatever, tax, the enemy constantly fighting to discourage. You know, the enemy, we know he can't uh, destroy us because right. God's hand and protection is around exactly. us. But he can discourage. Mm. And that's what he desires to do. Because if he discouraged enough, we're going to defeat our, we'll listen to them lies, right? Yes. And, and we're like, you right, cannot do it. I don't know why I tried. But I believe that someone is listening right now and may be at that place of... Okay, Lord, I'm comfortable in ministry where I am, but everyone keeps telling me there's more, there's something else on you. And then I'm at a place where I know it's more. Because mm -hmm. when, when you spend time with God, mm -hmm. God will reveal to you. Mm -hmm. You know, there's no way you all is praying and shouting, jumping around. God don't talk to you, tell you something, you know. Exactly. Maybe we're not listening. Right. But he speaks. Exactly. And... You said at one point, which I do want to encourage somebody, that at one point you got to the place where you felt like, what am I, like, kind of like, you don't, you kind of, not step back, but you kind of like, okay, pastor, assistant pastor, and then you stop. You're not doing it now. Right. So for whatever reason that you stopped, how, what are you doing now? What is that journey like to get, are you, think God has called you back to pastoring or... Don't have to raise your eyebrows. <laughs> Do you feel that, you know, like, what is that transition? Like, because I think a lot of people are in, and even with the pandemic, mm -hmm. it, it, you know, we had talked about that before, mm -hmm. that people are at a place where they say, okay, God, what are you doing? What do, what do I need to do? Where do I need to go? Mm -hmm. How is that part for you, that transition from, 
okay, I don't know, discouraged to assistant pastor to pastor, you know, like what was that like? Um, that was going into pastoring. Assistant pastor wasn't so bad okay. because I had my spiritual dad and mm. he helped me along the way. He groomed me mm -hmm. um, and he taught me so much. And he taught me the, the greatest thing he taught me was to love God, to mm. keep God first. Amen. And everything that I do was to be for God mm -hmm. um, and to honor God with my life. Mm -hmm. So um, because I had that great spiritual teaching and he built that foundation for mm -hmm. me and um it was easy for me to assist him because he was a great spiritual father. He, you know, he, he loved God and it was not a doubt. You didn't, you didn't wonder if he loved God. You didn't have to question, you know, anything that he did. He was so authentic and he was so knowledgeable and he was so wise. And, um, so it was so easy for me to assist him, to be there for him. I was his adjutant. Mm -hmm. I look, and my spiritual dad was an amputee. So when he preached out a lot, he had a lot of relationships with a lot of churches right. in Philadelphia. Okay. So I had to, um, I took him around a lot to all you his engagements. Okay. I drove him around. Well, I pushed, you, put him. In, I would lift dad. him in my car, yeah. lift him in his wheelchair. And he would go out and he would be look on fire right in his wheelchair. I know that's right, right. in his wheelchair. Mm -hmm. And I had small children at the time, but God just worked everything out, wow. you know. Um, and even my spiritual mom being there with us and everything like that, you know, she mm -hmm. taught me a lot of things with regards to being a woman in the church and mm -hmm. how to conduct myself and how to dress. And she brought me a lot of matcha mm -hmm. back then. We used to wear, you know, I'm coming from a holiness church. And um, so she would bring, buy me a lot of my outfits, my skirt sets, to my the hats, hats, all the, the big the floor. hats. Yes, that was to the floor. floor. That went on knees. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. So she just she just helped me to dress the part. And they just groomed me um, and just, you know, they blessed my soul. They, they took were, you in. They, they daughtered yes. you. You know, I was literally mm -hmm. their spiritual daughter there. And mm -hmm. then it, it, it came to the point they didn't have any children, mm -hmm. no biological children. I became their daughter. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I took care of them, you know, a lot of their outside, you know, not just church stuff, but even their banking. Right. And, you know, oh. helped them around the house. Just did a lot of things or whatever. Um, they were good to me. They were good to my children. So it was easy for me to right, assist him. Right. Um, you know, then the enemy comes in. Mm. So uh, I'm not, not going to get into all of that, but the enemy came in right. or whatever. And I was already was transitioning to move to Delaware. Mm -hmm. um, so once I came down here and I was, you know, telling the people at the church, you know, mm -hmm. they wanted to, you know, follow me down here, whatever. When I, I was still going back uh, to church. Um, on Sundays, but then, you know, the Lord was transitioning me, the Lord was transitioning me and, um, and I felt it and it was a sadness there. It was a sadness for me and it was a sadness for them. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, you got to move on when God moves, you know, That's moves true. you on, you have to move on. Um, but the unfortunate part was the people, some, they was like, well, you know, I want to come down well, you need to be, we want you to be our pastor because the leader there at the time, they didn't want to continue because some things had transitioned mm -hmm. in the church. Change, so, yeah. and I'm like, no, 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 y'all stay there. Mm -hmm. Or whatever and they're like no 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 you know so they wanted me to pastor them or whatever I don't know why in the world I let them people talk me into pastoring them but I why did I let them people talk me into pastoring oh, it, it wasn't long it wasn't long let me tell you it wasn't long but it's I it was it was it was it was with some months um but it's hard to pastor people <laughs> I'm telling you, so it's do you not think easy. Your pastor was actually the God will for you, or the people wanted. It was 
the people's mm-hmm. will. It, I don't, it was not God's will. Mm-hmm. So when I, you know, of course, you know, how I am I always talk to the Lord Amen. and always consult him Amen. with regards to anything that I do. I was consulting him there, but it's like, he just wasn't answering fast enough. And you know how and they the go people pushing, 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 pushing. Yes. And the people and were I pushing. Think, and is it like you saw the need? Cause you knew the change and you knew the, the, because honestly, change is a lot, you know, and some people don't always go well with change, right. you know, and if the leadership may have been like question or, it's, you know, may not have been introduced or may not have transitioned in a way where everyone could have been comfortable, mm-hmm. you understood the heart of the people. Exactly. And then the people said, hey, we need a leader like the children of Israel. <laughs> We want a leader. And now you said, okay, well, they're used to you. They're comfortable. They know your flow. They know your heart as well. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. now you stepped into a place where you said, God did not call me to be. Right. So now you step back. How did that go? Whew. So that it, I eased them into it. So what happened was, mm-hmm. um, and some of the, and it, it was women, and it was women. And um, some of them were, you know, had, prior to coming to my church and joining my church mm-hmm. um they were like neighbors on my blog they okay. were people in the neighborhood and stuff some of them you know were people that were coming women that were coming off of um drugs or whatever and i helped them to transition yeah. from being a drug addict to coming into oh, the church wonderful. and loving the lord um so my heart was there for them and i didn't mm-hmm. want them to go back out into the world and did. i wanted them to mm-hmm. stay in god I'm not, you know, not so much in church, but I wanted them to stay in God. I didn't want them to lose that relationship with Absolutely. God. I didn't want them to go back out there and get back on the drug. So that's what happened. So when I realized that, you know, this is not what I want to do, I don't want to pastor anyone. And I don't think God is calling me to pastor anyone. Um, so when they would come. But I started doing it. And then I felt bad, too. They were paying me their tithes and their mm. offering. I'm like, Lord, what am I going to do You had membership. You had tithes. You were growing. You yes, were changing so, lives. That sounded like a good pastor to me. No, that's a big responsibility. <laughs> and you know, what's more important, you have to remember, is you're responsible for those souls, according to the mm-hmm. scriptures. Their blood will, is on your hands. Absolutely. You, have, you know what I'm saying? It's not that I didn't pray for them. It's not that I didn't teach mm-hmm. them um, the scriptures as I was taught mm-hmm. um, in, the, in the Bible God or anything like that. But that is a great responsibility. And it comes with, you know, everybody have problems. And then, and then people jockey for your attention, um, stuff like that. And I just was not feeling that. And I'm not into that. So, you know, what I did was um, I said, you know what, I'm going to go to church this Sunday. So when they come, I'm going to find us a church to go to. She's about to drop them off. <laughs> Somebody church. And that's what happened. Oh, y'all, wow. that's what happened. We, I said, you know what, y'all, we, you know, because you got it's a lot. It is a lot. You and it's a great responsibility. And I don't think some people, not saying everybody, um, just because you're a preacher does not make you a pastor. Exactly. And just because you may have leadership in you mm-hmm. does not mean, mean that you should pastor a church. Absolutely. So I think sometimes, just in general, people mm-hmm. get that nudge and people, oh, you want a pastor. And people can preach the house down does not mean that you are a pastor. Exactly. You know, and exactly. it's okay. It's okay. It's fine. It's fine. Um, so now let's fast forward a little bit. You are a full-time employee. You work. You have a full-time job. I do. You are currently an elder. You found another church that you feel comfortable, that you serve. Um, 
you do community service, outreach programs, you mom, grandma, wife, and you have your own businesses. Sure do. And you're a woman. Mm -hmm. And you're Stacy, your daughter, your sister, right? Yes. Um, your friend. <laughs> so now that this is all of this experience has happened, it's just a snippet. This is not everything. Because mm -hmm. you said, I'm not even going to get in detail. So this is just an overview of who you are. Where do you feel like God is calling? Like, how can someone who may have been like you, who may have thought that they heard from God or thought this is where I should be and said, mm -mm, this is not where I am. How do you make that transition into being who God has called you to be? Um, you just have to be honest with yourself. Mm -hmm. um, you just have to be honest with yourself and you have to live your truth and you can't allow people to um, make you live their truth. But what about I had a church and or I started a ministry. Let's say I started a ministry and the ministry is not going the way I thought. It's not growing like your ministry growing. How do does that do you think that means I'm not called by God or you know like what, this is just your opinion, you know, this is not, right. you know, this is what you need to do. Mm -hmm. But this is just sharing your truth, your journey. Mm -hmm. And some of us have started stuff and it's not going the way we should. How does what should we do or what's your suggestion or inspiration I mean, for that? Like you say, um if you feel like God has called you to something mm -hmm. um, and you heard from God and you know that's what God has for you to do, um, it may not go your way, mm -hmm. you know, but you have to be committed to the call. You have to be committed to the assignment mm -hmm. and you just have to continue to pray and mm -hmm. fast and believe God and let God do, do his thing. Mm -hmm. And if it's of God, God is going to work it out. And mm -hmm. if it's not of God, you know, he's going to fix that, too. So. Um, I'm just saying, I think, my opinion, like you said, there's no expert opinion, there's mm -hmm. no, you know, right way, no wrong way, but again, you have to live your truth, and again, it's still, and you have to be in the will of God, mm -hmm. you got to know that you're in the will of God, not, you know, his permissive will, but his perfect will, because mm -hmm. there's a permissive will, mm -hmm. and a lot of people operate in the permissive will, thinking that it's God's perfect will for their life, mm -hmm. no, God is just an awesome God, he's a gentle savior, mm -hmm. you know, he's a loving and kind guy, so he will allow you to be there, mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean that that's what he has for you, so you have to, you know, consult God, mm -hmm. um, I mean, I know everything that I do, I try to consult God, um, because it's not always going to feel good. It's right. not going to always look good. You know, um, sometimes people think, you know, he called David when he was, you know, and mm -hmm. uh, out there feeding the uh, shepherds. Right. Mm -hmm. I meant the lamb. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, but David didn't become king. Not right away. Right. Joseph had dreams. Exactly. Years later. He went through a whole lot of transition. Exactly. <laughs> before the dream came to Right. Be. So it doesn't mean that it's not God's perfect will, but mm -hmm. if it is, God is gonna show Amen. you. Amen. You'll know, you'll know, you'll know when you're in it. We know when we're in God's permissive will. We know, you know, sometimes we don't. We have to mature and get to that level. Mm -hmm. Um, and then when you do, you know, you gotta train. And if you've realized it's not God's will and He has shown you it's not his perfect Amen. will, you have to be a woman or a man and man up and just transition out of it you know so for that person that's watching 
um, what is the inspiration that keeps you going? I know God. I know you love God. I know, you know, it don't take a believer long. Like we don't have to get get pumped up by no musician when we just think of the goodness. But that day when you're at that place of your low state, that place where you're like, God, I cannot get myself together. That person that's in the bathroom, just crying their eyes out like, God, I don't know where to go. I don't know what to do. That man that's fighting hard for his family to do God's will. And he knows he's been called, but perhaps the support isn't there. Perhaps that woman that is a mother, a wife, and God is calling her to lead and she doesn't know how to lead or how to even talk to her spouse to say, look, God is calling me to do this. I don't know what to do. What do you say? What is your your model? What is your inspiration that keeps you focused on that goal? Prayer. Prayer. That's I mean, that's how um, I'm guided. I'm mm-hmm. guided by prayer. Amen. It's not so much about, you know, even, you know, he says, look, with this call, mm-hmm. you got to forsake your children. You mm-hmm. got to forsake your mother, your that's father, that's you good. know, and follow at the Christ. Right. That's good. So that's my model. I follow at the Christ. Amen. You know, Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. Amen. You know, and, and that's what I do. I follow those who I know without mm-hmm. a shadow of a doubt are following Christ. Amen. Um, none of us are perfect. We right. all fall short of God's glory. Um, we make mistakes. Yes. You know, sometimes we think it's God and we can miss him. Yes. You know, we miss God. Um, so all I can say is what I do is prayer. I'm, I, you know, I'm Amen. one that, you know, consult God and, you know, and, and, and sometimes I got to wait on God. He, he doesn't always answer when we want him to answer mm-hmm. us, you know, so. I, I, I just try not to make a move until I know it's God. And then Amen. once I know it's God, I, and then you can't worry about who does not like it, who does not show mm-hmm. up, who does not, you know, come alongside you. That's you know, right. God has called you and you got to answer to God. You know, mm-hmm. you're not going to be standing, you know, before God on Amen. Judgment Day next to your spouse. You're not going to be standing before God on Judgment right? Day exactly, <laughs> with your children. Right. Unfortunately. They were bad, Lord. You know, so you got to know That's what right. God it's has called you, and you him. to. Mm-hmm. We have Elder Stacy, who has shared her uh, born again experience, her uh, journey into Elder and to being the woman that God is making and continuing her, building her up to be. And her key, she says, is prayer. Forsaking everything else, Jesus said, give it all away and follow after me. He'll make you fishermen of men. So here we are closing up our first episode of Unplugged Church Edition. I know this was a blessing to you. I know someone needed to hear this. Please feel free to comment, like, share. Um, Make sure that you encourage someone else. You know, sometimes you hear something and you'll be surprised. Somebody else is going through just what you shared. So I want everyone to please make sure you tune in first and third Thursday of every month on YouTube and Spotify. Um, Also, we're going to do some more talks and have some more things coming up this season. Also, don't forget, if you do have a topic or a comment or you just want to share your testimony, email us at unplug number four me at gmail.com elder thank you so much for sharing i guess you're gonna do me soon so y'all pray for me (laughs) (laughs) but thank you so much this has been great we're excited don't forget season two 2022 
season of the devil. God bless you.